if I lose seven out of ten times with a thirty percent win rate, is there a way I could win one more? Is there a way I can lose a little bit less? Because what does that do? Yes. It just brings up a little your stats a little. It, it makes it more positive, right? Welcome to the Hawaii Trading Podcast with your hosts Reed Hicks and Glenn Nabua. Tonight's topic is about positive expectancy. So we'll dive into the exp- the expectancy definition, the state of thinking or hoping that something, especially something pleasant, will happen or be the case. So what that translates for me is like, hey, if I'm going to get in the market, I expect to win. I expect to make some money, right? So that's, that's and for a positive, we put that word because, yes, you want to be positive um, profit-wise. You don't want to be negative expectancy. You don't want to expect a loss because that is the wrong way to approach it. Uh, we're all trying to grow our accounts here, so we want to stay positive. Unrealistic versus realistic. So expectations in the market, right? And as we go through our trading journeys, we're going to have all these different thoughts going through our mind, running through. Like when I started, got my heads in the clouds. When having my first profit, you know, some, some it could be dangerous. Some it could be a good thing because it'll just sway them away from the markets. Be like, you know what? I'm done with the markets. I'm not even going to touch it anymore. Save all that money, right? <laughs> then they go do something else. They go to Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and really gamble and <laughs> really gamble yeah. so on the realistic like i uh counting your profits before they happen yeah i was just telling reed this morning i, w- I had people reach a uh, person reach out to me uh pitching me a unrealistic money uh a way of making money i deposit to her a thousand dollars she bring- gives me back ten thousand dollars and that right there just that thought i can see how it will lead a lot of people um of thinking of like oh yeah this is what i'm gonna buy with my 10 grand i'm going on vacation man he didn't even get it yet let alone um if that that whole idea even works right another unrealistic expectation is making a profit every day of the market for the rest of your life now That is a that's a big thing. And some of these concepts are hard to wrap your mind around and accept it. Yeah. Making a profit every day, which leads to thinking that the market will do what you want it to do. It's like, hey, I want to the market to go up today. It's going to go up. <laughs> Only up. Babble money in a few days and get rich quick. Get rich quick. Get rich tomorrow. Yesterday. Unrealistic expectation. Versus a realistic expectation. Um, You might not be uh, consistently profitable for months, even years when you first start out. You'll lose money indefinitely. You're going to be stressed. going to be frustrated. You might have your ego deflated. The market will humble you and you might even want to quit. Did I miss anything, Reed? Do you want to add any realistic? Oh, no. <laughs> Did I catch you? Oh, man. Yeah, you got it all, man. Staying humble. <laughs> the market will humble you. 
I mean, I've had those thoughts where like, oh my goodness, I made 2%, a 2% on a million dollar account is $20,000. I just made $20,000. And, you know, like then the mind just goes wild. So it's like, that's the market will be like, no, hold up, hold up, buddy. Here's three or four losses in a row. <laughs> yeah. Bring you back down. Yank you yeah. out of the clouds, right? Yeah. Thank you. And so positive expectancy like where does this play a role in trading what does the positive expectancy affect does it affect your just your account capital does it affect you psychologically performance right so like what, what do you what what's one thing that it affects reed like as far as trading what where does this play a role positive expectancy when i think positive expectancy um how it plays a role is it'll enhance your trading because when we're talking about positive expectancy we're we're quantifying this phrase like we're putting it into how many trades it takes to equal profit that's essentially what positive expectancy means in real trading uh we just covered the like unrealistic realistic um examples but when we talk about positive expectancy, it's an actual, it's actually a trader's term to find profit in your trading. That's, it helps you refine. That's how it refine, right? Yeah. 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 Just to add to that, um, it, it, it just kind of helps you set the expectation for, uh, how you're gonna be in the markets? You're you're gonna put this trade in. Where does it fall in your model or your performance that you expect? Like, say my strategy is a fifty percent win rate. So when I place this trade, there's a good chance, fifty percent chance I'm gonna win or lose. And so, I'm because I already set that expectation. I will be okay if I lose, right? Rather than people, they're like, they grip their last few hundred dollars and they just throw it in the on the the, the blackjack table. They're be, they're gonna be their their mindset is already skewed, and of course they're gonna want to expect to win. When really, what if the dealer is already been dealing? Uh, was was already dealing s solid hands and is on the downside of dealing bad hands yeah and so that just screws up your positive expectancy um so like what is it what does it mean to you Reed? when i google positive expectancy earlier today it basically says you the sum of your winners and your losers quantified should equal positive returns that's to really sum up the basics of positive expectancy what came to mind when this this whole idea is it's just profits dude like overall profit your goal is to make profit yeah. and profits. you want you want you you want you um to be able to go through your trading take take the losses because you cannot avoid them and still come out positive with profits and essentially that's what i'll boil it down to 
in the markets you want whatever model your approach is going to be you want to be profitable at the end of the day end of the week or or quarter um you want to be profitable and so i just want to share this uh this quote that we have if you don't have an edge all the money management and discipline will do for you is to guarantee that you'll gradually bleed to death incidentally if you don't know what your edge is you don't have one and so the edge the edge is your positive expectancy the edge is your way that you identified in the markets for you to uh, make money you know have a positive trading strategy that over time you will be profitable and so this is just a practical application of like how to okay I get the idea Glenn how do we apply it you know how do we uh, take it and then let me see let me go to work on it so there's a few steps we listed down Ri, you want to talk about the first step? Yeah, absolutely. So getting stats and data is a direct way to gather an edge. If you don't know what an edge your edge is yet, or if you don't know what type of strategy is, gathering this data will help formulate that, that edge. So you could have a successful trading strategy, like 38% win rate. And that's exactly my win rate currently is 38%. When you have a 38% win rate, you could still come up on top when you have a positive risk to reward ratio, so like a three to one or 1.5 to one, risking one to obtain 1.5%. And it all comes down to handling the losses. So how many losses can we handle mentally as far as our trading plan or how much can we expect to see with our trading style and still come out on top and before I see a winner? So I'll go off of an example is back in 2019, 2018, I had three months where I dealt 16 losses in a row. Um, I call them in a row, but it was like break even or loss. So it's not winning anything. So it's 16, 17, 16. It was insane. And it was a psychologically, um, it was heavy on me. But I knew my positive expectancy was that, and I only knew this after the fact. I thought I was in some some type of slump. Maybe I was looking back, but I looked back at it analytically and through the data and said, okay, so I had to go through 16 losses to get four straight wins. And the probability, as uh, Mark Douglas says, like it's all a game of probabilities. And the only way you'll know your probability is through data and data gathering and that's back testing and that's looking at your journal. So when you back test and you get through this journal, you will finally get the the analytics and the data to answer these questions to help you. Yeah, the positive expectancy. Yeah, right that's here. essentially what we're getting at. And like, yeah, so like before you see a winner, that's the key thing is like, like my strategy at the time was I had to go through 16 losses to get, oh, this is what I was saying. So the probabilities is, I could have had 16 straight winners and then four massive losses. So it could always be flipped because, you know, if you, it's just a, it's a, what is it called? 
you're not really flipping a coin, but if I had a 38% win rate, it could have, I could have had a, a reverse win rate as well if I just went the exact opposite direction. So it comes down to what probability you have in the market. And that's uh, obviously that was my, my weak probability, but it's got some better sense. <laughs> yeah. So man, yeah. But imagine 16 losses before you start seeing winners, man. It does a lot to you. Where is yeah, you down, definitely. Huh? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, moving on to the second point is, can your approach be refined? This comes off of the last point we just left off of. It's like, yeah, I didn't have to go through 16 losses. And I only knew that after reviewing my journals and seeing where I could improve. So that just came down to, you know, trading off of emotions. I came off to revenge trading, over trading. So I just kind of stopped trading and set my, at the time I set a limit of only 10 trades all month, no matter how many, um, uh, what is it called? Um, setups that I saw line up in the market. I capped it at 10 trades only because I didn't want to have the same. I didn't want to go through 16 losses. I'd rather go through 10 straight losses than 16, you know? So I set my cap there. And that's just an example of how um, I refined my approach to the markets. Um, yeah. Did you, uh, how about you, Glenn? Do you have you had any experience with um, refining your process or um, seeing how many losses you need to take before getting a winner. That's Your experience with positive expectancy. Right. Right. Um, like what, just to reiterate or add what you already said, um, as I was defining my approach, um, and building it, of course I needed data. And in order for me to get data on myself, I needed to be active in the markets, whether it be demo trading or live trading. I need some statistics on what I do, how I perform during market conditions, all my mistakes. I needed to track that some way, somehow. So kind of just going back to the journaling, like as long as I documented something, I can I have something to look back and then I go pull up a chart go through it and I do this to this day um, not as as frequent but at the same time I still need to track like okay am I still following my strategy am I because I am the human error right when I'm executing the trades I will I will still tend to mess up I will bend my own rules because I'm simply human I'm flawed but that's that's an indication that's a point to somewhat improve for myself um as far as refining your approach there's only so much you can do in the back testing or the reviewing of the trades right compared to live markets so i'll get to a point where i'm like okay the system is is not gonna be perfect we won't reach perfect Right, we cannot hit. We can't expect to create a system or find a system that will tr win ten out of ten times on every trade with max amount of profitability. Right, um, I've heard a big hedge fund manager. They they're in London, big CTA firm, billions under management. He said, if we can f figure out a system with over a little bit over 50% win rate with a three to one risk 
or to win a ratio, they will have all the money in the world. That's exactly what I said. And so that's coming from that guy who has quants under him. They manage billions. If he's saying we got to reach 50% and just have a three to one, we'll be golden. So that, that kind of be like, you know what? We're not too far off with a third, 30% win rate with a small, you know, little bit less risk to uh, R&R ratio, right? Risk, return to risk ratio. So <laughs> that's just something I want to point out. Like you don't want to try, try to be perfect. You want to just be like, how do I get 1% better? If I lost, if I lose 7 out of 10 times with a, 30% win rate is there a way I could win one more is there a way I can lose a little bit less because what does that do yes. it just brings up a little your stats a little it, it makes it more positive right and so the, we're going to the last point of just coming to a conclusion how your strategy should perform during recent conditions whether it's light low volatility high volatility lots of action in the in the markets you got to learn how to build confidence in your system your strategy where performance will change with the market conditions as it should just plain and simple right market is moving crazy your account volatility your balance your equity curve may be crazy too right but and if you don't want that then you can just hop into some of those um, really, really slow mutual funds who will never move. They'll move like 1% or 2%. Yo, you know what? Just put your money in the bank, dude. That won't move. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Inflation will get you. Yeah. So just adding on to the, the last part of practic um, applying this practically, this positive expectancy like i was mentioning how do i improve the strategy to win one more trade out of the 10 how do you increase your winnings so re i think we kind of chatted about it how like is it better for you to just hit your target profit compared to letting it run right those are two things that we yeah. you kind of um went over and you 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 did the stats you did the homework so like you do, had an answer to it right and yeah. so, same thing. Can you lower the risk no, uh, per trade knowing the statistics? So it all goes back to what your performance is. Uh, we may have similar um, results and and stuff uh, ways to improve it. But at the end of the day, it's it's you seeing how you can improve upon yourself. Um, going for that positive expectancy going for that extra one percent more right not for that necessarily that home run i like what you said man is to improve one percent like that's the goal in life just to improve one percent every single day and in your trading yes 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 and i um right before this call i was just doing a little bit of research let me go share my screen so well, let me try zoom in a little bit i put together this little spreadsheet of um i was tracking 
the NASDAQ from 2019 to 2020. 10 trades. I did a simple entry uh, strategy. And so this strategy over from 2019 all the way till currently out of 10 entries, I got a positive expectancy or a win rate of 60%. So I would lose four times when win the rest. Um, you can see it's balanced between long and short. And then here are the losses in ticks, right? So over 10 trades, I'm positive 16,000 ticks or pips. You would say in the Forex market, I do have losers. You'll see here minus 1,056, minus 3,064 ticks. And, you know, the winners will cover that. So 7,700 ticks on the winner. So at the end of the day, you do the average. And this is just some home, like you can do this with any chart. If you just have a simple strategy, a strategy you do, you point out, it took me 25 minutes to put this together. I just did a daily chart and I just did, okay, entry, exit, entry, exit. Okay, win or loss, okay, loss. Okay, boom, boom, boom. And then I just did the math of like how many contracts if I scaled up, but essentially this system has a positive expectancy rate because over time I'm profitable. And so, um, of course, it's in hindsight, previous uh, past market da uh, data won't always apply, but what it did right there is just fortify what we're doing here, you know? It built confidence and it brought me back to, okay, stick to the system. That's it, dude. Yeah. yeah. And you got your positive expectancy. <laughs> let it, let the system take care of itself. Yeah. Follow the plan. Yeah. So you got those stats following your plan, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And that this is a um, like like I said, 10, 10 entries over almost uh, two years, so it's very wow, um, very small trading, yeah, small trading, right? So the long, the the holding periods are a little bit longer, but yeah, um, that could totally if, if you if if it's a lifestyle, if you don't want to be glued to the screens, that's a possibility you could do right there 10 trades over two years and still come out very positive very positive depending on your yeah. your risk size it's not um rocket science as they would say um regular people can do this but it's just while you're in it in the trades you know that's where you gotta you could easily fall off the track so you'd be like oh i'm just gonna take profit now because i see it you know um i've done that i you know sometimes i do that depending i'll do the manual and that's something i can i gotta go i gotta work on but um at the end of the day man you gotta go trust your system trust your rules right stay disciplined and know that you will be positive in the end over time that is the goal that's it dude. it's like we're not telling you going bitcoin tomorrow tonight and then freaking it's going 100 grand by tuesday dude 
not a get rich quick, right? You got to work for it. Yeah. You got to do a little bit of work. <laughs> a little bit, just a little bit. Topic that we were just talking about today that, that kind of sums up the positive expectancy. Um, those are practical questions every everyone can take and re- revisit over time. It's like a performance check, right? The, the trend spider app where you can do that input your your trading entries and exits and then they'll do it within seconds right obviously i like doing it with old school <laughs> but manuel um, manuel um yeah i mean at the end of the day like that ties into the positive expectancy it ties into refining your edge well defining the edge first then you refine it right Okay, then you got to go into you break it down even more on be like, okay, um, what would be a good risk for me to continue? Do I just continue to risk my 1%? How many times will I get knocked out? How does 2% look like, right? And then you'll see how the gains, the profits work out afterwards, right? So first, because you cannot control the profits, but you can control your risk. So zoom out. Find your edge, define it, refine it. Be like, okay, how do I get that one percent more? How much do I I can I can scale back my risk maybe, or add in, add more of my profits. Well, some bombs right there, man. <laughs> yeah, um, spend some time when you can. I mean. Just, just go do some, do some market research, right? And it doesn't even matter. Like you can just focus on forex. You don't gotta look through all the stocks or futures, or whatever. Just find one you like. Make sure it's vol. Uh, it has liquidity. It moves actually. Let me see one that doesn't move. We cannot do a, a. Uh... Let me see. Find one. There's weird ones that just does not move, and then you can't. I mean, actually, UJ, like I was told that, yeah, as a beginner, that's the best one to do. But it seems like that thing hardly moves. But when it does move, it just moves like crazy. Pound yen, you talking about? Yeah, yeah, that thing does move, and it has its um, it has its. It has its days, it has its weeks and months. February, January, February. Oh, bull, baby. It's very... Wow. Like, when I first saw that market, I was a little bit afraid of trading that thing, man. That thing moved, man. And then I noticed, like, if we focus on 4X, um, you got the GJ, that will that will move. But if you want something a little bit slower, I think USD CAD and odd odd USD they kind of move a little bit like their 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 moves aren't as volatile. Would you agree, Reed? Like yeah, it's it takes time to set up, so you can interpret the market a lot easier. I don't know what the the news is or whatever. As technical traders, you don't rely on that. The news could be a catalyst, right? If you're already in the trade because you got a legit entry and you're riding it, then you're going to want that good news sometimes. You're going to want that bad news. It'll just 
be the catalyst to just move your your trade more in your favor and you just stick with it that's it you just let it roll let it grow oh bro i got it another one (laughs) (laughs) oh my god so that that's my move on ethereum um as you would see a lot of the cryptos they're they're crypto versus usd so they're all based on the us dollar um so dollar go down crypto goes up vice versa dollar goes up crypto goes down essentially that's what it is i don't i don't know anything about crypto blockchain yeah i think it's kind of like actually trying to avoid that like yeah the correlation they're trying to I mean, eventually, crypto will be its own market where it's not even correlated to any national currency. I seen some of the exchanges or, or brokers; they are slowly mixing the um, crypto. So, like Bitcoin versus slash Ethereum or yeah, yeah, slash ADA. So it's gonna be against each other, which is that can be a little confusing in a way. Right, and it'll I don't just be know, like pairs though. It'll be like pairs, but yeah. I don't know if it's gonna be. We still need the liquidity there. We still need yeah. a lot the 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 big big guys to move the markets because that's essentially who we're riding their coattails. We need those guys to go make a big splash, then we'll go follow. So we'll yeah. wait on that. That's what you want to win. When you, whenever you're looking at what markets to trade, trade the ones where there's a, a lot of money, essentially. <laughs> uh, yeah, one good trade. He talks about stocks. Mike Billafore, he talks about trade the stock that's moving. He's like, whatever sector is, you go into those stocks and you trade the sector that's moving. So, I mean... Almost could be said about crypto, but we want to be careful where we don't want to trade the penny stock cryptos where it's like, you know, buy this doodoo coin and then it's going to take <laughs> off, you know, like you want to be careful of all the new coins trade. Like Gwen said, you want to trade the established coins. Right. But, right. The yeah. ones that's still in like fractions of a sense, man. It's that for to me, I translate as pure speculation. They're all saying yeah. it's and then you're treating it like an IPO, right? Like that stock. You don't know how well that company is going to do after it goes public. Right. And then yeah. you got your friends telling you, oh, get into this coin, which is basically <laughs> air. <laughs> when a when your friend who doesn't trade or is not involved in any th- market tells you to get into something, that's the biggest red flag you could imagine. <laughs> that's like almost saying walk away from it now yeah they approach you at the coffee maker the water cooler or on the golf course or whatever <laughs> on your break yeah, the golf Brad. the golf course indicator <laughs> yeah that's what we call it a golf the, course indicator the golf course indicator is when your golfer friends who aren't traders we don't i don't golf personally so i, I can't really relate to this but it's when your golfer friends start talking to you about what stocks to buy and um that's when you know to get out of that stock if you're in it they're like oh so how's that position i'm gonna get into it because i heard this is happening everyone's buying it when you hear everyone's buying it that's when you red flags again like okay i'm gonna close my position now (laughs) yeah 
I got I got suckered into that. <laughs> oh yeah, like two of them, like oh, <laughs> like, pull out, pull out now, so get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's learning too, though, right? It's a good yeah. indicator. Yes, yeah. it's a good. Yeah. That's real life testimony, right there. There you yeah, go. Exactly. Let's have to come to you guys. I need the real professionals' <laughs> perspectives, bro. <laughs> yeah, I learned that story from a book. So he he's like you know a hedge fund manager, and he was he goes golfing, and then he's talking. He got into this one really minor stock. It was like a dollar, um, a penny stock. He got into it and he rolled it like really high. And when the news and like his friends started talking about it. He's like, interesting. Close his positions. He said, yeah, he missed out on profit because it went up a little bit. But then he he got out because of the golf course indicator. He's like, yeah, it was just weird that my friends who don't trade started talking to me about it. And they're, you know, they're all millionaires, right? Doing this. So he's like, yeah, when my millionaire friends put that money in, I'm not going to, I'm getting out now. <laughs> Forget who it was specifically, but it's a good, That's great a story. One. Just because he got a, money. a market wizard. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good one. But yeah, That's I mean, funny. Uh, I think there's a YouTube where uh, like CNBC or NBC is trying to tell you like buy high and sell low, and it's actually the opposite. When um like this the stock is like overbought, and they're telling you to to buy it then versus selling it. Like it's pretty funny. There's a couple different ones for the final link. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, uh, like. When I was in the Cardona trade, um, when I got in a, just earlier, purely based off technicals, two days later, my friend messaged me. He's like, yo, Cardona's going off. You should get into it now. I'm like, oh, nah, word. <laughs> That's all I, said. I didn't, didn't want to be like, oh, yeah, I'm in it, blah, blah, You know, I didn't want to be, be like that. But it's just, it's like, that's actually, I closed, I think I closed like a few percentage of my position. My first time I closed it because I went off the golf course indicator, man. It's <laughs> like, dude, this guy just told me Cardona's going off. I think I should heed the warning. Oh, that's and funny. then, yeah, when you hear it in the news, it's too late already. The position's too late. I mean, it'll again, it'll go up because of the hype, right? A lot of crypto stocks, anything, it'll go up because of the hype and everyone's talking about it, but it'll fall quickly. Like Glenn and I were talking about the other day, the market goes up. Uh, like you're going up the stairs that's how the market moves and when it moves down it collapses like an elevator so that's how generally that's how the markets move so we just want to want to don't want to ride the elevator down 100 percent, dude 100 percent. you'll see that in many markets uh no, no matter what like stocks futures forex crypto um they will just drop on a dimes notice and and you can kill it if you know how to go short if you're comfortable like just like read mr 70 percent short all the time <laughs> like 90 percent now man it, yeah then you can you can kick butt because you know you got speed on your on your side um the the market action and so there are lots of opportunities to be made be had on the short trades and when we say short you're selling you're selling it uh into a position and you're you hoping to sell uh to buy lower right you, you're gonna sell put in a uh, position to sell order to sell and then what you're gonna do to exit is to buy low 
so you complete that whole transaction there um and yeah man like just just look at like i said look around look at the charts look at the different markets and just try to take note on how they move yeah um i know it's we're a little bit past eight o'clock guys i appreciate you guys making the time you guys are freaking awesome um i hope this was a value this will be recorded for you guys to always rewatch. um in case you missed something take the notes um like i said we already uploaded last week's risk management uh proud that thing was fire um and that's gonna help a lot of people. This this is the one thing. The risk management last week was a big. When you look at um, a lot of people who are just like all excited about trading because they just found out about it, asking about risk management, they don't really know what to say. <laughs> They'll tell you which coin to buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's your stop level? What's a? I've literally had conversations where like, what's the stop loss? Like, what's a stop loss? And so that. Oh my God, my heart goes out for them. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> like, just close your position right now, and let's let's talk it over. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Good stuff. So you guys have an awesome night. Have a great rest of your week. <laughs>